Welcome back to Planes Walk with us. We just did a nice little recording session for Innistrad, and we're on episode two now. Yeah. Uh, as always, it's your host, Scott, aka Cybercart. And Zach. Uh, so, this next part is actually the start of the first card block yep. uh, Shadows over Innistrad. Okay. And it's going to be less of an information dump, and this is more story summaries. And they all tie into each other moving forward. So, like, if something doesn't make sense, don't worry, it will eventually, but that's the way it's written. Yeah, okay. Um, this one is actually kind of funny to me. This is a nice little break from the angel antics, and this is about the second planeswalker that Innistrad produced. Okay. Um, so we actually start with Vronos, the elite inquisitor, and before the curse mute, he and his hunters were going about the grim task of clearing out villages from werewolves. Okay. So they would come in, kill everyone that was a werewolf and leave. So they actually come across a town where everyone's a werewolf and they slaughter them all. They just kill oh. all of them. Okay. The I'm only, not a huge fan. The only ones left over are their kids. I mean, the werewolves, um, <clears throat> cause I don't actually think it'd be touched on this in episode one, but like the werewolves aren't necessarily any more violent than anybody else. Right. Like they're far more violent in. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause when they transform, they're very classic. They will just kill anything. Okay, they just rampage through. Yeah, we actually uh, see. But that like, was pre-curse mute. This is happening pre-curse mute. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so like they come into this town, they kill everyone who's a werewolf, which happens to be all the adults in the town, and they find all the kids, and they eventually get them out. Like, listen, they don't tell them what happened because <laughs> they can't, but they take them to a nearby church and they kind of watch over them. Like, hey, listen, just stay here. Mm. Everything's gonna be fine. They set up camp around the church everyone goes to bed um during this time though they're actually burning the bodies of the werewolves oh because they believe that in doing so that will allow the werewolves who again are cursed they don't have a choice here yeah will enter the blessed sleep which is their afterlife yeah for them it's a it's a mercy yeah it's also really messed up because it's like oh hey little billy yes here's some candy and we'll take care of you they don't even get candy they're like come on it's cold it's dark get in the church here everything sucks eat eat your gristle stew (laughs) right and meanwhile like your buddy is burning their parents bodies out back like they they actually there's a line in the story that's actually really funny maybe like they got those with the softest voices to coax the children out, mm. which means these are all hard warrior <clears throat> vets. Yeah, right. It's like, come on, we have to get out. Like, <laughs> it's like, we just killed your entire family, kid. Get over here. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so they get them in. Everyone goes to bed after the burning. The kids are asleep. And uh, Vronos actually wakes up to a werewolf attacking him. Oh. And so he does what he does. He kills it. But in the process, he loses a chunk of his cheek and a chunk of his forehead like just claws it off yeah when you kill a werewolf it turns back into its human form which is the children oh so they took an entire army's worth of werewolves and put them and put them in the center of their camp yeah um so how did they not see that coming because they weren't transformed all the other all the other werewolves were oh why were the children not again the where it's weird on innistrad things shift and don't okay um so he, kill, he he's going through any slaughtering, but he's already realizing that they've lost this battle. The, these werewolf kids are winning, so he's just going through with his sword and killing, just stabbing and moving on, stabbing and moving on. He's not even mm. checking to see if he's killing anyone. Eventually, he gets overrun, and the pain of it causes him to planeswalk. Oh, uh, he gets 
the shit kicked out of him and winds up bloody on uh hold on uh on esper which is one of yep. the shards of alaren yep yeah which uh, we will cover eventually yeah. but not for that's quite another a while. huge set yeah um <clears throat> so he's in the tank in a specimen tank of the ether swarm they're majors that study magic and more specifically they want to study planeswalkers yep. he winds up there uh he makes a deal with them that in exchange for fixing his face and letting them study him, he's allowed to gather, gather as much information as he wants to bring back with him to mm. Innistrad. I will let you study me, but first, I need a nose job. <laughs> like, legitimately. Um, so, they strike the deal, and they're like, yeah, actually, that sounds great. You planeswalk for us, we'll put some monitor equipment on you, you come back, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, they eventually stitch his face with Ethereum. The same stuff yeah. that Tezzeret was... Yeah, for his, for his arm. Yeah. Um, they stitch it together with that, and he actually makes a mask of it as well. And it makes him look like a fencer. Is there a... What's the card name? Uh, Veronos, the Elite Inquisitor. That is spelled V-R-O-N-O-S. Let's see. Uh, Masked Inquisitor. Oh, I've seen this guy. Yeah. Oh, this thing is dope. He's got a crossbow with so are the bolts ethereum as well for his crossbow i think they're just silver oh okay okay um so they sit just face up he gets the mask gets equipment they allow him to study all their shit so he learns everything he can about like murdering and yeah magic. he's um if you don't look at the card for the audience he's yeah. blue so hunt for knowledge right he eventually is like all right cool i you have the information you need my end of the deal is filled i have the information in your set i'm gonna head back to yeah, i'm out um so he... <laughs> I gotta go back to my dirt farm and my shitty plane. Pretty much. <laughs> like, uh, why would you ever want to return to Innistrad? <laughs> like, it's his home. It's all he knows. I, I don't know. Well, because I moved... Uh, we live in... Uh, I moved away and I ended up coming back even though I grew up hating this place. Right. Um, so I, I guess I can understand uh, to some degree. He kind of goes like full religious fanaticism when he gets back though. That I don't agree with. Bronos <laughs> uh, immediately like goes to a church and starts begging for forgiveness for his failure to kill the werewolves, for letting his men die, yeah. and for being away for so long. Because everybody, all of his men died in that attack. Everyone. Yeah. The only thing that left are the werewolf children. Okay. Um, so he actually gets approached by Avicen herself. And she goes, listen, there is a another planeswalker. For whatever reason, I can't track him down. Um, if you kill him, you're freed of all your religious Debt. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a um, an indulgence. Yeah. Except yeah. instead of paying gold to the Pope, he has to kill. Exactly. Okay. Um, Who's so, that? Well, well, we'll find out. We're, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. There. So he <clears throat> agrees immediately. Yep. Of course. Yeah. And he actually gets to the point where he starts getting an army with him, like a small platoon, mm. who all dress the same. They all have the 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 mask. He's the only one made of Ethereum, obviously. Yeah, so rare. Okay. Um, And he actually becomes known as the Gray Fencer because he actually wields a long shorts, a long thin sword, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't use it like a fencer. He just beats people with it. Okay. Um, That seems maybe not the most efficient way of combat, but. (laughs) Right. And they. So he goes after it and he finds Garak, the Wild Speaker. He's actually, fun fact about him, the first planeswalker ever designed. Really? Yeah. Uh, Garuk, uh, G-A... G-A-R-R-U-K. Uh, oh, uh, maybe Garuk. <clears throat> maybe. Um, yeah, Garuk, Collar of Beasts. Yep. Wild speaker. Uh, interesting. So he was the first one that they, um... 
First one designed. Hmm. Yeah, this is an old ass card. Yeah. Um, so she's like, we can't track him. Can you get him? Yeah, sure. Gets this force together. And does, did, are you going to get into why she wanted this guy dead? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the whole problem with him is Liliana had cursed him. She has an artifact called the chain veil. We'll get into that later. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically makes him rabid. He oh, is just okay. So he's just a slaughter machine, right? But he's also a planeswalker. That's not so good. he's stupidly powerful and unstoppable. And even the angels are like, we kind of need some yeah. help here. And, and he's just transporting everywhere, just causing chaos. But he's not even doing. It. He's like so driven mad by the curse. <clears throat> he's just he sees something, he kills it, like werewolf instinct. Mm. Um, and he like wields this huge freaking axe. He's an awesome character. Yeah. Um. So he finally, Veronos tracks him down and they get into, obviously, a fight. Veronos is summoning, like, artifact creatures to help him. Mm -hmm. He's, like, pulling him out of the ether and throwing him at uh, Garak. But he's also creating animals out of mana to attack. Garug. Yeah. Okay. It gets to the point where Veronos realizes he cannot win this fight. He's summoning wolf tokens. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Like, like bear tokens. Okay, okay. Veronos realizes he can't win the fight. He actually goes to Planeswalk, but in the pause, takes an axe to the arm, and it's a fatal wound. Mm-hmm. So he instantly Planeswalks away to escape, goes to this camp he set up when he was studying with the uh, Ether Swarm. Yep, yep. And is like trying on, to... On uh, Alara. It's a different plane from Alara. Oh, okay, okay. So one of the planes he traveled to for them to study his planeswalking. Oh, okay, okay. And that's where he set up the camp, okay. Yeah, it's like in a cave, and he's like, all right, I can recover here, everything will be fine. So he's uh, patching himself up, but before he teleported away, Garuk is screaming at him and he can't understand what he's saying. He's just like, it's the heat of battle, can't understand this guy. Okay. He eventually recovers enough that Ronos finds a deer and he's like, cool, I'll kill this deer, I'll get some food, everything will be good. Shoots it, goes to drag it back to the camp, and Garuk appears. No. And what he tells him is, I said you could not hide from me. Oh. And instantly kills him. <laughs> Just fucking smites him with an axe. And that's the tale of Ronos. Wow. Like, the planeswalker who did nothing. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, planes with, like, you know, a life lived as shitty as the plane that he is from. <laughs> like, he, he got up in the morning, chose violence, immediately got his butt kicked, and then, chose more violence, and then got his butt kicked what again. What happened to his squad? Or did they die during the battle with Garug? They weren't at the battle. Oh, okay. So okay. I think they just like dispersed or whatever. Oh, okay. There's a lot of like weird minor loose ends on Innistrad. Yeah. But I think the general consensus is if, if we don't hear about them, they're probably dead. Yeah. That's a, I mean, from what I know of Innistrad at this point, I would say that's probably a fair, yeah. <laughs> a fair assessment. Uh, just a quick side note. All of these stories are written by different authors. Mm. Um, so I'll, I'll put them in as a, Bibliography, just yeah. like, hey, this is this. The next story is actually called Under the Silver Moon. It's by Kimberly Creens. Okay. And it contains everyone's two favorite topics, lesbians and werewolves. Oh, yeah. Um, Which is not a thing that you often see, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, like... They're not lesbian werewolves, unfortunately. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like... This, isn't, I, this hasn't I, gone full furry yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because like, there's like lesbian vampires. Uh, like Gideon the Ninth is... Uh, Gideon the Ninth. I know that name. It, yeah, me and Caitlin have talked about it. It's, yeah. it's a book that yeah. people like about lesbian vampires. Um, but no lesbian werewolves. 
I know it's my sad. my current Elden Ring character. I fantasize would be because I'm doing a I'm doing a claw build. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very confused on where this was going because I know there's no werewolves in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she's wearing the uh, raven feather cloak. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, so she looks like very animalistic. Yeah. Um, um I, I could see her being a lesbian werewolf. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, so, yeah. <laughs> that was the creepiest. That response. was the worst way I could said that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> lesbian werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> this next story uh, takes us to Gastoff in Kessig. Uh, okay, so the in the forest, the, in for, the autumn the forest, um, <clears throat> surrounded by the Ovenwald again. It's a giant forest that's always autumn. The Ovenwald, Ovenwald, Ovenwald. U L V E N W A L D. Okay. Um. So during this time. It starts off with a town meeting and this one farmer is like this farmer Warren is like, one of my cows ate my other cow. <laughs> Something's going on. Yeah, that's pretty odd. Um, and the only evidence he has is like there's still blood on the cow's mouth. Okay. And everyone starts fighting like, oh, demonic possession. The wards are failing that are protecting yeah. us. Now, in the back, there's Helena and Elena. I'm just going to call them Hal and Al. They're two oh, female hunters. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They have a card. Um, the, I think a very powerful card. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead, continue. So they're listening in and they're like, yeah, this is probably isn't that. They're there mainly because they're hunters. They protect people. Mm. They just want the information. They don't care what's really going on. They're like, all right, is there a werewolf? Is there demonic? We just need to know. Yeah. Um, they're not even they're not even liked by the town because they're kind of outsiders. Yeah. Uh, they live in a camp outside with bramble bushes uh, planted around it. Okay. As a form of fence to guard yeah, them. Yeah, to keep out uh, potential wildlife and invaders. They're considered like a necessary evil yeah. to the town. Uh, as the villagers are fighting, the innkeeper innkeeper Shoran comes in. Showran and his wife Elsa, they run in the room and they're screaming about a murder that's happening. Let it go. <laughs> right. Uh, sorry, just it's instinctual when you hear Elsa. <laughs> uh taking this in as an invitation, the two hunters, Hal and Al, they leave and they're gonna go check it out. Mm-hmm. As they're leaving, the town bell ringer starts going off, who actually has a card. Um, it's literally the town bell ringer. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, his name is Orwell. I just realized he sees the entire time his name town his name is Orwell. I'm doing my best not to turn every one of these names into a D's nuts joke. I know, <laughs> like Orwell, Orwell D's nuts. Well, that doesn't make any sense, but okay, okay, we're just gonna yeah, let's keep going. On. Let's just move um, on. <laughs> they get to the end and they find a room that it belonged to the Cather Palter and his wife. We don't okay. get her name, and everything's coated in blood, and the room is trashed. So. They reminisce like not even a week ago. They had guided these this couple through the forest, mm-hmm. and Hal and Al. Hal and Al had guided the Palters okay, okay. through the forest, and they mention like what they protect them from, and it's so funny to me. <gasps> it goes from three wolves, a ghoul, and a sentient tree. <laughs> and a, I'm sorry, a possessed oak tree. Like, out of all the things to fight... I will shake my acorns on your face. (laughs) Uh, So they start inspecting the room, and they find actually there's bindings in the closet meant to hold, like, a large man. So Uh, what they think is... That's why you always uh, set fire to your place when you die, so people don't know about your... uh, Kinks, right. Um, So what they surmise is Mr. Palter was a werewolf 
It transformed oh, and killed his wife. I would have come to a different conclusion. Right. <laughs> uh, but there's something off about the room. Okay. There's no body. There's no evidence of feeding. There's just blood. Huh. And eventually they hear the townsfolk coming and Hal and Al just like jump out the window. Like, we don't want to be found here. Don't yeah, blame us. Yeah, we gotta this go. looks bad. I and mean, we're going to get blamed for it. They both are like, okay, it's definitely a werewolf. We got to go back to our camp. Let's get our stuff. <clears throat> they So they grab like silver spears, bows, arrow, like anything with silver, they just grab mm. pocket knives and they start tracking it and they find footprints in the woods. Okay. And the prints are still human, weirdly enough. And they're still hmm. wearing their boots. And this is after the curse dampening. Right. Huh. So in theory, a werewolf shouldn't even be possible. Or if right. it is, it would be a transformed beast. Exactly. Okay. Um, well, it's after the curse mute, but we'll get into what's going on <clears throat> yeah. later. Um, so they eventually follow these prints. They find them mixed with werewolf prints. They're like, yep, got it. We're on the right track. <clears throat> and then they just divide. So the human prints go one way. The werewolf goes one way. Huh. Goes the opposite way. They decide to uh, take the path that leads them closer to the town. It doesn't say if it's the human or werewolf. Yeah. I think it's the human. Yeah. Uh, it takes them right outside the Warren's farm where the cow was killed. Okay. So like, okay, yeah, definitely 100% werewolf. They always come back. We're good. <clears throat> and as they come across the farm, across the farm, there's more yelling in the town. <clears throat> they run back in. Orwell's dead. Oh. The bell ringer. Study the scene and again, a lot of blood, no body. Hmm. Wait, then how do they know that Orwell is dead? Because he he was the one on top of the tower, and he's not there anymore, and it's covered with blood. Okay, so they don't actually know that he's dead. They right. just come across, like, a crime scene, essentially. Exactly. Okay, okay. So now, as they're studying this, they start to hear <clears throat> werewolves in the woods, like, howling. They run back into the woods, and they find Orwell, like, splayed out. He's drained of blood, like, in a weird position. Like, all his limbs spl- splayed yeah, out. Yeah, like a, like a ritualistic murder. Exactly. But... Werewolves don't hunt like this. They just kill. Hmm. Further down the path, they find another body, Lady Evelyn. She's also drained of blood and sprayed out. Hmm. She was uh, one of the town elders and who was doing a funeral rite at the time of the town meeting. Farther down, they find another town elder, Elder Solon, <clears throat> and he's also dead and drained of blood in this position. Hmm. And farther down the path, they finally find out what's happening. So it wasn't Mr. Palter was a werewolf killing people. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Palter was killing people, dragging them into the woods, and was possessed by a demon. Okay. And she's about to sacrifice her husband, and he's begging her not to kill her because he knows she's possessed. Uh, so she starts chanting Omendal, 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 Omendal over mm-hmm. and over again, which is the name of a very powerful demon on Innistrad. Okay. And Hal and Arrow, they try and stop her. They, like, tackle her. She's so strong possessed, she just shakes him off and <clears throat> stabs her husband. Yeah. And that's it. Um, then she moves over to kill the two hunters. And all of a sudden, a werewolf attacks Miss Balter. Oh. Just completely <clears throat> eviscerates her in, like, two seconds. Oh, I think I know who this werewolf is. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, and she, she saves him. Alice was about to be killed first, 
This werewolf comes in, blocks the hit, kills Miss Palter. Mm. And now they're surrounded by a pack of werewolves. Uh, oh. So it's the two hunters left alive, the werewolf that just saved them, mm-hmm. and they're surrounded by werewolves. And this is not a good situation. All of a sudden, this werewolf transforms back into human. Mm-hmm. And she's standing there butt naked. Yep. And I love... I love Hale's reaction here. Because mm-hmm. anyone else would be like, what the fuck's going on? She's just like, here, here's my coat. You're nude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, here, this can't be comfortable for you, you know, yeah. ma'am. Um, well, she did just save you, so... Right. I, I, I don't know that I would react. I don't think I would be... I wouldn't think that this is a hostile situation either, I think, in this But they're also just trying to kill werewolves, which they've been doing their whole life. Yeah. Um, the werewolf, she tells him, like, listen, get out of the woods. Something's going wrong here. There's, I don't know what it is, but something's coming. You got to get out of the woods. Mm-hmm. The, like something like literally is like. Like a force. Okay. Like there's so a presence in the woods that they don't know what it is. Okay, okay. And Hel- not, not that something is approaching them at this exact right. moment. Okay. It's the woods in general. She's basically telling them, get to the safety of a town where there's more people. <clears throat> yeah. The two hunters tell her, like, listen, we're hunters. This is what we do. We're yeah. not going to leave. And not to mention, that town sucks. Like, are you kidding me? That right. one was just a demon-possessed lady. You Four people like- have died in the last two days. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, like, I don't want to go back to that town. I'm going to hang out in the woods. <laughs> and they tell her, you know, off we're gonna do what we're gonna do yep. and she's like well i warned you and if yep. you stay you're gonna die peace and she transforms back into a werewolf and runs off <clears throat> and that ladies and gentlemen is the planeswalker arlen cord uh hell yeah uh she is so awesome yeah i like arlen uh she has she's one of those planeswalkers that has like a dozen versions too i think well she has a she's one of the few planeswalkers that has a day version and a night version yeah yeah um now I'm going to give a little backstory about Arlen. I could do this later, but introduced her. Might as well do it. Yeah. Um, She's a very unique lichen, even among other lichens. Yeah. Where she had a relatively normal life. And then when she was old enough, I'd say probably in her teenage years, Mm -hmm. uh, the lichen within her awoke and she heeded its call. She just went into the woods and transformed. (laughs) That's cool. Um, She joined a pack led by Tolivar, Who's a very powerful mm. werewolf? He like leads the largest pack on Innistrad. Yep. Also a very popular commander. Yeah, because he's incredibly <clears throat> powerful. Yep, yep. She ends up staying with him for two years, and he's kind of like you're a werewolf. Just give in. Just enjoy being a beast. And she doesn't want to do that, so mm. she eventually leaves because she doesn't want to kill for the sake of killing. Yeah, yeah. And she ends up Arlen ends up joining the Church of Avicen. And using wards, fasting, and her own free will, she actually holds back the transformation. Oh. So she goes for a while without transforming. Yeah. And she's eventually promoted to Archmage of Gold Knight, which is like right under one of the leaders of the church. Uh, Does the church know that she's a werewolf? No. Okay. Because we're about to get there. (laughs) All right, perfect. So uh, the night she's promoted... They get attacked, her group, by devils. They're like minor demons. Mm-hmm. And this trauma actually causes her to lose control mm-hmm. and transform into a werewolf. And she kills all the demons, all the devils, scars one of her friends, uh, Rembrandt, <clears throat> just claws him across the face, yeah. and kills an angel. 
How um <clears throat> how is it possible that she transforms if this is post curse dampening or this is pre curse dampening? Oh, okay, this is her okay. backstory. Okay, sorry. Okay, yeah. yep, yep. <clears throat> um, so she transforms. She kills all the devils. Scars her friend Rembrandt, who was like her uh her mentor in the church. Mm, yep, and then kills an angel. Hmm. Like finishes off. She was already injured, but she like breaks its wing and like. Bites its throat out. Awesome. Uh, realizing what she does is the trauma that causes her to planeswalk. Oh. She winds up somewhere and Arlen really doesn't know what's going on because the sun's out and she's stuck in a werewolf form. She can't turn back. On this new plane. On this she, new plane. Okay. Um, eventually, she learns how to planeswalk on her own mm. and gets back to Innistrad and then transforms back into human. Now, for whatever reason, the planeswalk ability also gives her the ability to shift between her forms at will. Okay. And she's not dictated by the moon either. <laughs> so she can transform whenever she wants. Yeah. Um, she realized, like, the damage she's done is pretty bad on Innistrad. She killed yeah. an angel, scarred one of the leaders of the church, and revealed to everyone she was a werewolf. Yeah, so obviously you can't really go back. Right. So what she does <clears throat> is she forms her own pack of werewolves, mm. but they fight as a positive force. Okay. So she leads them. For two reasons. One, she doesn't want people hunting them because they're werewolves. Because if that happens, eventually the werewolves will become extinct. Yeah. Two, she wants them to do good in the world because she's a werewolf, but she's not a bad person. Yeah, right. Um, And it's really her, like, last-ditch effort to, like, <clears throat> I know what I am, but I can control it. Yeah. Well, I mean, essentially, the ability to shift between the forms also makes her like the liaison from exactly. the werewolves, where she can be like, hey, listen, we're not all bad. It's a curse. Right. You know, like, we're, we're, I'm a human just like you as well. This is something I want to touch off on <clears throat> in the first episode. I talked about it very briefly, where the lichen transformation is random because neither of her parents are werewolves. Yeah. Um, so her parents aren't werewolves. She never got bit. She just is one. So it's sort of like a roll in the dice in Estrad, where one in a billion could be a planeswalker, but yeah. one in every thousand might be a werewolf. Yeah. At birth, basically, it's just like, okay, what flavor of awful will you be? <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is also like a kind of a retcon her story, because in the original one, she's like in her dorm room in the church, mm. transforms and mauls her friend to death. And oh, then okay. she planeswalks. So if someone's out there like, no, that's not how this is a retcon that magic did. And I just want to give you both sides. Yeah, that, that was uh, early lore, I guess. Yeah, it yeah. was like pre I think it was pre Shadows of Anistrad, which okay. is the block we're in. Um, this is actually kind of a really long story, but it's several parts that are all very important moving forward. OK, uh, doing my best to condense it here. I took like 20 pages and made it into like one. So, oh, OK, um, now, we start with Evison, and she's kind of monitoring the plane. She has the ability to, anytime someone prays to her, she can hear it in her head. Oh. But because Soren, well, this is a power that all angels have. Okay. But Soren enhanced it, so anytime anyone prays, she hears it. Uh, like uh, Jim Carrey in, in or something. <laughs> exactly. That's what, that was my first thought. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Um, so she's kind of in Stenza, the, the mountain region. And she's, like, hovering in the clouds, just trying to get away from it all. But she yeah. can't get rid of the prayers. Yeah. She eventually hears a mom asking for her help, specifically because her kid's missing. Um, this woman's, like, praying. She's like, listen, my son is missing. I really need help. I don't know what's going on. Please help me. Yeah. So. All insistent, like. Right. 
like legitimately uh she describes it as like a knife cutting through the other prayers. Mm. So Avison, because she's called by name, responds, speeds out, and this woman, Kels, yeah, Kels, is telling that her son K E L S. K E L S E. Oh, okay. That's probably Kelsey, I'd imagine. I'm trying to go by like old English here. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they have like weird pronunciations. Yep, yep. Um, and her son, Kyle. <laughs> or, or we could go by um, Gaelic rules where it's spelled one way and you say it completely differently. Right. There's a G. <laughs> Pronounce it like a Q. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the word is S-I-D-H-E. Oh, yeah. That's she. What? <laughs> Come on, guys. Get your language together. <laughs> uh, another fun word. Um, Kyle. M-A-E-L-I is the number of her son. And he's missing. He's missing in the woods. So Soren goes to save him. Finds him, like, in a tree. He's just scared. Brings him back. As soon as he hands him over to his mom, Soren's, like, psychically attacked. <clears throat> not Soren. Uh, Avison's psychically attacked. Okay. And her vision starts settling. She actually collapses and is, like, in physical pain. She eventually, like, fights it off. And when she recovers, she doesn't see a mother reuniting with her kid. She's like, oh, it's like they're disgusting humans. And they're like, rot. And eventually he's going to grow up to be a bad person. Mm. And like, oh, humans are full of rot. So she leaves, and the only thing playing in her head, in addition to the prayers she can't get away of, is mm. the seeds of men are rotten. And <clears> that just keeps <throat> looping in her head. Now, I have um, the word rot uh, comes up in regard to Soren. <clears throat> this does not have to do with Soren. Really? Okay. Yes. Well, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah, We're going to get there. He didn't cause this. Is, is he did not do this. No. Okay. He quote unquote loves Avison. Um, <laughs> yeah. And in the way Soren does, which is to say uh, he threw her in prison for like a million years and <clears throat> it, not intended. It, it's a whole thing. Um, now, again, this has happened. We cut to the main church of Avison in Thraben. And Thraben. We, I hate you. <laughs> and we have the new Lunarch um, who replaced Micaiah. His name is Mocker. And he's having a crisis of faith. Mm -hmm. So he's, praying to Avison, which is what all of them do. Mm. But she shows up. And she is now infested with this like Whatever men. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's something wrong with her. He at first can't put his finger on it. And then her eyes are like flicking black. Like okay. black voids. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and he's like, listen, I'm having this crisis of faith. Can you help me? She goes, well, yeah, I can get rid of your crisis of faith. I'll just kill you. That mm. will remove all doubts, right? Yep. <clears throat> and the reason why she does that is like you're not pure because you were born yep. which is very original sin to me mm. uh, very Catholic he actually is so terrified he pisses himself and like collapses <laughs> like literally yeah like he legitimately wets himself and falls to the ground and then she's just like well my job here is done and leaves <clears throat> another one check it off another one another uh, another soul saved <laughs> yeah pretty much another good work done everyone um, I made a man piss himself today I'll give myself an A for effort <laughs> right now we actually get to see the positive effects of the curse meal so again this is all one story and it just loops constantly yeah. so uh, let me tell you about Lont L-I-O-N-T Lint. Um, so he's a really good guy. He's a blacksmith. He used to be a werewolf, but he's not anymore because of the curse mute. He's one of the people who was fully cured. Okay. Um, good for him. Yeah. And he's, he's got a really nice family and he wakes up in the morning, he gets dressed and he notices the shutters are broken. He's like, I got to fix that. 
he goes to kiss his wife on the cheek and she's like, hey, listen, just remember, don't open any doors that are being knocked on. And he's like, yeah, OK, don't worry about it. Go Wait, back to bed. What does that mean? Exactly. Oh, get there. OK. Um, so he gets dressed, uh, puts on like his coat and notices some holes in it. He's like, you know, I got to get those patched. But the plow takes precedent. I got to make this plow for this guy. Keep going. Yeah. Um, goes to check on the kids and realizes like there's a mess everywhere. Like stuff like glass bottles are broken. There's shards everywhere. There's wood on the floor. Hmm. And he's like, oh, man, the kids must have like really messed the house up last night. Kid, the kids had a rager. Right. And the, my wife, you know, she must have been feeling well, went to bed, whatever. So he goes to check on his kid, uh, Talia. And she's like too tired to fully wake up. And Talia's not the same person. That's Talia. Oh, okay. this is Talia. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, like uh, Rachel Gould's son for our Batman fans. Um, and she's again like too tired to wake up. And she was always like, "Dad, remember, if someone's knocking on the door, don't open it. Just just leave it alone." And he's like, "Yeah, sure." Someone's don't knocking on the door, don't open it. All right. I'm so curious. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." But he's like too distracted. There's like a hole in the wall. He's like, "What the hell did these kids do last night?" Yeah, like, right. They're like five. <laughs> Y'all getting my vodka patch? Right. Uh, he goes over to his son, Karn, who's younger than his daughter. And he, too, warns him, like, don't open the knocking doors, Dad. Just make sure, like... Okay, this is creeping me out now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. And so he goes to leave the house after, like, kissing them both bad. Everything's good. And he notices a smell, a coppery smell. Blood. And he goes to leave the house, and there's no door. Fucking What? <laughs> And this is like a SCP. He like. starts to hear a knocking sound. Someone okay. knocking at a door. And it's a door in his head. And against his better judgment, he opens it. He was warned like three times. Come on, man. Right. Um, <laughs> you were so warned he, by uh, your creepy pod children. <laughs> as he does, like the fog of the day starts to clear. And he's alone, coated in blood, in the shattered remains of his house with his dead family around him. Oh. What had happened is the... He had transformed and slaughtered them all. And okay. we learn now that the cursed mute has been undone. Oh, boy. Yeah. As he starts. Oh, yeah, because Avacyn's been corrupted. So right. the magic she laid down, like, obviously, she's going to undo that. Right. Uh, as he's crying, like, begging for forgiveness, an angel appears. And he starts begging her. Make sure my kids go to the blessed sleep. Make sure my wife goes to the blessed sleep. She doesn't respond. She just burns him to ash. Just sets yeah, him on fire. Just torches him. Yeah. Um, jumping again, we get to Stagarda. She was the head of the flight of the Herons. <clears throat> and she's in this like ruined tower. It's sort of like her escape. Like it's an old tower. No one goes to anymore. Yeah. Um, they describe it uh, as like a sun tower or something where it doesn't have any windows on the top. It's just basically like a observation deck. Okay. And she's sees this uh this dark sky and there's thunder but there's no lightning she's watching this and she's greeted by bruna and gazelia the two other remaining angels and she notices there's something really off about them they're talking in sync and finishing each other's sentences mm -hmm. in like perfect tone and their voices are matching yeah never a good sign never a good sign and they both draw their weapons which are a staff and dual sword, swords, respectively. So Sigarda draws her, which is a staff, mm. and they start circling her mm. to get behind her. And while she goes to turn around, Avison appears. In I front think this of her. is going to end well. It is going to end very well. <laughs> Avison goes, "Listen, I've come to a, 
I've come to a great understanding that I know how we can. There's a final solution. Oh. Let's call it. Yeah. Can we call it literally anything else? Please? Right. Um, <clears throat> it, she calls it the great truth. Mm. And Sigarda kind of knows what's going on. She's trying to get it out of Addison to admit it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but Addison won't because she knows that's like she can't go that far yet. During this time, Sigarda is thinking back to her sister Lessa, who was killed by Addison, and regretting yeah. not protecting her. When did that happen? Like 3,000 years ago. Her sister was killed by Addison 3,000 years ago? Right. The know. other angel. Who the flint oh, dusk. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sigarda is not the human being killed by the angels. No, right? no. Okay, okay. I, yeah. I got him confused. That was Lunt. Lint. <clears throat> yeah. Lint. 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 So, Evan's like, listen, join the great truth. Well, everything's going to be great, you know? And Sigarda's kind of like, yeah, sure. Why not? That sounds great. Yeah, good for you, buddy. And just to like show her how much power Avison has, she destroys the roof and tells Cigar to like, if you don't join us, that's gonna gonna that's gonna happen to you. And then her and so wait, those, so wait, hang on. just to make sure yeah. I got this because there's a lot of names here. So Loint is at the top of this tower. No, Cigar mm. is at the top of the tower. Loint was the werewolf who got killed by the angel. He's dead. Okay. Cigar okay, is the okay. angel. Cigar is an angel at this tower. Avison and Bruna show up. At, it's uh, hold on, I have the names here. There's so many names here. Uh, Bruna and Gazella show up, and they're the ones talking in sync. Okay, they're two natural angels on Innistrad. And okay, and Cigar is another angel who's like, all right, this shit's getting wiggy. Yeah. Okay. So she's kind of like writing herself for battle. Avison shows up, does her old speech. Evan's like, you can join us or, and then like destroys the roof of this tower. Yeah. And it doesn't like crumble to dust. It literally like turns into a mist. It's so destroyed. And they kind of leave, but Avison smiles at Sigarda, which is the first time she's ever smiled. Like, in 3,000 years. Yeah. Which is, they describe it as, like, unsettling and unnatural. Yeah, I was about to say, because, like, Avison stri- strikes me as, like, a, um, uh, like a, like a Joan of Arc type, originally, because, like, yeah. very, very steadfast, very, like, devout. Right. Um, so her smiling, like, very chaste, uh, so her smiling would be, like, probably almost never occurred. It's not happy. Very severe. Uh, after the show of power, she's like, everything will happen soon, don't worry. Avison, Gazella, and Bruna fly off. And Sigarda resigns herself that she's not going to let another innocent person die like she did her sister. Okay. And she's going to fight. Um, Against Avison. Avison, her sisters, all of them, if she has to. Which, not smart, considering Avison took out an entire flock on her own. Avison's pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, that has been demonstrated again and again. Now, going back to Kissin. Kissing. 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 That woman, Kels, who lost her son... She finds he's run off again, but she got him back. You know, they're kind of having a little reunion yep. and they look over and the angels are burning the town. Like just a flock of angels is going through burning the town. Yeah. And it's been a couple months since their last interaction with any of them. So she starts praying again, like, oh, my God, what's happening? Which is probably a bad move. Very bad move. An angel shows up and... I believe it's Avison again. They don't really make it sure clear. Um, oh, no, it is Avison. She does reappear. And once she realizes what's happening, she tells her son to run. Just go into the force. Keep running. Do yeah. not stop. 
And Asgard's like, all right, well, he may get away now, but we'll get him eventually. Yeah. And we're all, 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 all powerful angels. Like, we exactly. Can, we can the find second him. he prays, we know where he is. Yeah. yeah. So they, she ignut, kills the woman, just ignites her on fire, and starts singing. That's not good. Going, all will burn, all will bleed. Oh my God, that's creepy. And that's the end of that story. <laughs> so there has been a large shift. Like, the curse mute's gone. Three fourths of the angels are turning against the yeah, humans. Yeah, right, and they're just burning people to death, right? Due to Avison's uh, brain rot. It, her thing is like because she's linked with the other ones, whatever is affecting her can affect the others. Hmm. But whatever affects mana of the plane will also affect angels as well. Yeah, so so some some force here is causing things to yeah. go wackety schmackety. And we're gonna start to get in what's doing that now. Unfortunately, we have to follow Jace. Uh, Jace Bell, Bellerin. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, Jace is a pretty, for, for the audience, like, Jace is a pretty... Yeah. He, there's, like, 10 million versions of Jace. Um, we're going to touch on his backstory uh, for the first episode of Zendikar, which will be coming out uh, after this episode. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be just the origin stories of the Gatewatch, so that'll include Jace, Chandra, Nyssa, and Gideon. Oh, Gideon's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, so we're, we're going to get into them in huge detail next week, but uh, for now... You know, yeah. we'll, we'll have a primer on Jace. <laughs> so it, they don't really make it clear on why Jace is on Innistrad. He just is. <clears throat> yep. Um, but you kind of surmise he's looking for Soren. And I think the original reason is the Eldrazi are free. Soren was one of the original ones that locked him away. Yeah. Went back to Zendikar, was there for the re-release, and then just kind of pieced out again. So Yeah, where has Soren been? For all this time. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> He's not dead slumped somewhere, though, which okay. is good. Well, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I think he was doing, I think he was just, like, so furious at the Eldrazi getting unleashed yeah. that he's just like, I'm done with everyone. I don't care. Don't bother me again. Uh, this is Dr. Manhattan moment where yeah. he just went to Mars to chill out and build a clock. Exactly. <laughs> um, or whatever Dr. Manhattan was building. Um they never i think it's like a doomsday machine they never really clear. yeah i don't know i also don't know if it was mars but anyway you get yeah. the point <laughs> so i haven't seen that movie in a while either and so he's kind of sent there it looks like ujin has a hand in it kind of like hey soren was one of the people who made the original seal you probably should go find him so he goes off it's sort of like hey at this point gatewatch is assembling to be a multiverse force, yeah, rather than just protect Zendikar. So they're so trying have, to gather. So allies. they haven't. Um, they've killed the Eldrazi. They have killed the Eldrazi. Yes. Okay. So we'll, we'll and again we'll cover all this in Zendikar right. next week. Well, they've killed their physical manifestations. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zendikar is safe in air quotes. Yeah, safe as a can. Yeah, safe as anything is in the magic universe. Right. <laughs> like, they're, they're somewhere you like Kamigawa, which is just Japan. Even that's fucking not the, going yeah. well. And then we had, we'll get into Phyrexia and all that. Yeah. Um, so Jace is like, all right, cool. I got to go find Soren. Everything's good. I don't know why they sent him. He's the most useless. <laughs> he's the most useless member of Gatewatch, but he's also one of the most level-headed. So it yeah. does kind of make sense. Well, because like uh, Nyssa is very aggressive. Yeah. Um, and very proud. Uh, Gideon is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about Gideon. He, he's kind of the unofficial leader of the group. Okay. Um, he is a hero-mancer. So he can um, control <laughs> Marvel he, Avengers. He can control white mana to create like law and order and like bind people. 
Oh. So he's basically like the ultimate prison warden. Yeah. Um, uh, not Again, not a fan of that, but... Right. And then you got Chandra, my girl Chandra. Yeah, she's just a hothead. Uh, very, very uh, punch first and ask <sighs> questions later. There's actually a scene about that in the next block. And it's just like... <laughs> Okay, at least she's consistent. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, I don't I, I, I'm not going to say what I'm going to yeah. say because uh, it would be a huge spoiler for Zendikar. So, yeah. uh, <clears throat> he tracks down Liliana Vess, who he believes can help him. She's gotten that necromancer we talked about in last yeah. episode. She uses black mana for healing for necromancy, which and, I think is awesome. And she is incredibly powerful because she could either destroy an entire army or destroy the hell uh, vault, which absorbs magic. Yeah, so she is uh, she is quite powerful. Yes. Um, so on the way to the manor, he's with this guide. He's guiding. He's like, all right, I know where Liliana is. Just follow me. They get like they're a quarter of a mile from the door and the moon comes out and his guy turns into a werewolf <laughs> and immediately attacks him. Um, so I mean, JJ's can probably handle that situation, right? He does. He creates some illusions, but they don't work on the werewolves. Really? Because the illusions because the illusions don't have smell. Oh, so they instantly know it's not real. Jay's got to up his game. Right. He's so got, he, He's got to make smelly illusions now. <laughs> he sacrifices his horse that he's on. Okay. And just books it into the manor. He gets in like, he has to telekinetically unlock the door. Yeah. And then slam a shot and then relock it before they get to him. And he does it like just in time. This is like the most horror movie setup. Like, yeah. oh, I'm being attacked by a werewolf. Run into the spooky manor. Full of zombies. <laughs> Controlled by a necromancer. Yeah. So great short. Good, good uh, work, Jace. It gets worse for him, by the way. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. So um, he gets in, and as soon as he enters, the entire courtyard is filled with zombies, mm. and he's just like he's prepping for a fight because Lilian is his ex-wife, ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And they didn't leave him exactly the best of terms. Yeah. It wasn't a fight. It's more like Lilian is Lilian is like I'm done with you, so I'm gonna leave. Um. And Jace is like, uh, but what? What if, though? <laughs> he, it's full of zombies, and before he can do anything, they kind of part and give him a path to Liliana. Mm. So she's invited him in, mm-hmm. and that never goes well. Yeah, this I don't see this ending well for Jace. Yeah. He gets in, um, they immediately start, like, bickering, like a married couple. Mm. She's like, why are you here? Da, da, da. And she's, like, so sure that it's an illusion. She goes and, like, flicks his nose. So like, I just want to make sure you're solid. Yeah. Uh, I'm not dealing with a hologram here. Um, <laughs> they go back and forth, and he's like, there's werewolf in your gauge. And she's like, there's much worse, worse on Innistrad. Yeah. If you've encountered a couple werewolves, don't worry about it. And then she's like, and he's like, oh, you mean the vampires, right? She goes, no, the angels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she instantly is like, no, the angels are horrible. And yeah, they're burning villages to the ground now. Right. And this is one of the moments that makes me hate Chase. Okay. Because he's with one of the most powerful planeswalkers still alive and goes, hey, rather than ask her, like, hey, can you help me? He gets into a fight with her. And he's like, <laughs> tell me where Soren is. What are you doing with the angels? And he's like, where is she? Right. And. <clears throat> They don't have, like, the same, like, relationship, obviously, when they were, like, quote-unquote romancing each other because Liliana was just using him. Yeah. But, again, he doesn't ask for help. And he finally goes, just tell me where Soren is. And she's like, listen, I can tell you where he is or at least where he should be, but just know he doesn't help people. He, do- he doesn't care about anyone else. Yeah. Jace is again, where is he? Like, just, just know that, like you, me, and every other Planeswalker, he's a huge douche. Right. <laughs> um, she's finally like, listen, I don't know where he is. Uh, he might be at Markov Manor, which is their ancestral home. Yeah. But she's also like, don't 
go there. He's not a nice person. No, he's not going to help you, and he'll probably make lunch out of you. And he's like, well, I'll just go on my own. You know, I'm Jace. And she immediately, <laughs> she immediately, like, threatens him with a zombie. He's like, I'm going to threaten you just to show you you're a moron. Because mm. I could rip you apart right now, and I'm not as powerful as him. She's 200 years old at this point, being boosted by a magical artifact. Yeah. And she's still terrified of Soren. Like, yeah. that's how strong he is at this moment. Um, <clears throat> and she's like, listen, he survived nearly th- 7,000 years. He survived the Eldrazi twice, survived the Mending, and he's only gotten stronger as time has gone on. Do not do this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to go anyway. You can't stop me. You're <laughs> right. She kind of relents, realizes he's an idiot. He's like, listen, all right, you're going to go. I can't stop you, but at least go in the morning. You know, I got a spare room for you here. Just wait till the werewolves are gone, at least. Yeah. And you kind of see behind the veil here, no pun intended, with Liliana, where she does still care about Jason away, mm-hmm. but not enough to, like, stop him from going. Just kind of, like, impede it. Yeah, well, because it sounds like she tried to stop him from going, and right. Jason just Jason around the area, He's, so. He gets worse as the story goes on. I hate him. <laughs> um and she's like, listen, I have a room. At least stay the night. And Jace surprisingly goes, you know what? That actually sounds nice. And he goes, where? And she goes, oh, it's in the dungeon. <laughs> and like she has her zombies ex- escort him to the dungeon and lock him up overnight. Nah, good. Good. Uh, it's Again, it's weird because it's the smart thing to do, which Jace doesn't do like yeah. any other time moving forward. So it's just it, it's a weird juxtaposition for me. Um, in the morning, he leaves. He goes and we're in the next story, which is the mystery of Markov Manor by James White. Um, this one is a really long story that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to touch up on the stuff that doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, because it's literally just pages of like Jace talking to himself for no reason. He's just talking to himself. Like an illusion of himself? No, just no. like in his own head. Um, yeah. And he's like hearing whispers that aren't there. But I want you to imagine like the most grand co- gothic castle slash slash cathedral in your mind just like the biggest one you can imagine okay now fill it with tnt and detonate it okay there's a crater in my head okay now take all those pieces that are flying through the air from the explosion yep and don't let them fall just let them hover in place and that's markov manor uh it's like chunks of it are just floating in the air weird and uh so even like the main path to the manor which is like a bridge that's like broken up jace eventually does get into the manor and he's making his way through, but he's dealing with some sort of like psychic residue. That's like assailing him. It's like making it hard to concentrate. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where like the manor is leading him to somewhere, but he doesn't know where he's just going with the flow in essence. It's like, Oh, I made three left turns. How did I make four rights? What's going on? Uh, He eventually not on Euclidean geometry. Right. And he's like, dealing with some minor hallucinations. One of the things that he notices is there's statues of vampires coming out of the walls. Like they look like they're lunging to attack. Mm -hmm. And he realizes those aren't statues. Those are vampires trapped in the walls. Oh, they can't get out. He eventually makes his way through to, um, a journal, uh, by, from a man named Jarek, Jenrick. And but it's not a normal instead journal. It's not like leather bound. It's a Kamigawa journal. Oh, and so he grabs it, finds Jenrick trapped in the walls, just like the vampires, and then kind of like wanders his way out. Hmm. 
And like, that's the whole story. That's <laughs> dead. No. So he just goes to the manor. It's weird. He finds a journal and then he leaves. My last line for the script is, again, not much happens here. Jace goes in, finds a book, Jace leaves. That's all that happens. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So he he leaves. Uh, we're moving on to the down the down Drown Yard Temple. Jesus. By May Lee. Get another story. Again, I want to credit all these authors. What is it? Drown Yard Temple? Drown Yard. Instead of Down Yard, Drown Yard. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Jace leaves and he begins reading the journal while like walking. And he finds it's by the planeswalker, Tamio. <laughs> and this is actually the first time she's introduced story wise. This is her like ignition story, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we don't get the tale like how she discovered her planeswalking, but as far as chronology is concerned, this is her first appearance. Yeah, I actually wonder because um, it didn't come up in my research for Kamigawa either. Like, how did Tamio get her spark? I, I they do don't about that. reveal it for a lot of the planeswalkers, yeah. which I'm kind of bummed about. Yeah, well, I think um, <clears throat> later on, you know, obviously we know what our schedule is for next like month because of Zendikar and uh, Innistrad. But uh, at some point, I want to do like mini episodes about just individual planeswalkers. I think that would be a good idea. We've talked about this before. Yeah. I, if I'm going to do anyone, I'm probably going to do just one on uh, Gurek, yeah. Loudspeaker. Yeah, yeah. Just because he's the oldest one. He's got a ton of lore. And most of it is just like, I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just sounds fun. Yeah, that does sound uh, fun. Um, and I, I don't think those episodes will take over, like, the regular schedule. I, no. Like, if we do put them out, it'll probably be bonus episodes. Yeah, like... Like, just a short little half hour, like, hey, here's, here's like, every... Here's all of Tezzeret. Here's all of Chandra. Well, Tezzeret um, will probably be a full hour. Like, that man's yeah, done some yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's, he's got his fingers in many pies. <laughs> I mean, like, this is... Like, the story of Innistrad isn't the story of Innistrad. It's the story of how Soren Markov fucked up Royal. Like, That's, he always, like he always does. <laughs> yeah, like, that he makes, like, mistakes thousands of years ago. Yeah, that doesn't comeback. realize it until it bites him in the ass. Yeah. And again, he's got the ego for it until this point. Like everything <clears throat> he's done up until now has worked out for thousands of years. Yeah. And now he's getting his butt kicked. Okay. <clears throat> um so Jace has his journal, he starts reading it and it's by Tamio describing the the autopsy of a werewolf. Hmm. And normally she describes, like, you can just take a silver scalpel and cut them open. It's just skin. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they couldn't. And they needed to go to the next town, get a silver lumber saw blessed by an angel, and use that to cut through the skin. And that's not typical, right? That's not Like, again, normally you can cut them like you can cut a human. Just a scalpel will do. Yeah. And they just can't do that. Um, so she starts, like, describing the insides. And she's like, normally, like... It smells like a human, but there's something rotting in, inside of this. Okay. And the werewolf is much bigger than normal. So something is affecting the werewolves. And that word rot comes up again. It's what the um, Avison was saying, that humans right. are rot. Right. Okay. Um, and she describes it like normally werewolves are like humans, but taken to the evolutionary extreme. Yeah. Like they have bigger lungs. They can't to like run more, to howl. But now everything is coated in some like weird sinew, hmm. some like weird like purple fibrous stuff, yeah. and she notices that um, the sinew had replaced the liver and engorged it more. Like, hmm. it, so the werewolf's an alcoholic. There's just something <laughs> wrong with this thing. Um, I can't even. I'm trying. I mean, I know you'll get to it, but I can't even place what that purple stuff might be. Yeah. Um, so like, as Jace is reading this, he eventually like 
walks into this weird monolith. Um, they're called cryptoliths, and it's about his height. It's made of twisting stone, and just take a like, like a large arrowhead, like a human sized one, yeah, and like shape a tree root underneath it made of stone, and it's holding it up. Okay, and it's pointing to another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one. Oh. So he starts following guiding these. arrows. Right. Yeah. Um, but he notices like when he touches it, it shocks him with mana. Hmm. And so he's like, okay, that's that's not right. Something's weird here. Yeah. So he starts to follow him because he's Jace. <laughs> I mean, I probably would too, but right. like, what, what else do you do? Exactly. So as he's following, he's reading the uh the journal again. This is why they name him Cryptolis. And Tamio says like they're brand new structures, mm-hmm. but the stone they're made of is old, like really, really old. Mm. And she doesn't know why. My, she, my eyebrows are raised. <laughs> right. And Tammy also does, does describe that like the werewolves attacks have been more frequent and more violent lately. Mm-hmm. So the curse mute's gone and the werewolf attacks are higher than they were before. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> There's some bad news on Innistrad, a plane of bad news. <laughs> exactly. So, Tam is describing this, and she also notes that, like, the moon has an effect on the werewolves, but there's something else out there now. The tides aren't moving right. Uh, normally, when you go to a, a beach, obviously, the tides move back and forth. Mm-hmm. These are moving parallel to the shore. Yeah. So, like, something offshore is pulling them in and is forming a new gravitational point. I'm getting uh, Eldritch Horror vibes here. You should be. Oh, perfect. Um, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> this is like I, I'm just picturing uh, Cthulhu or Cthulhu and Raleigh. Yeah, like so, like whatever that is, it's like such a big celestial mass that it's even moving the moon out of position. Oh, but they can't find what it is. Hmm. Um, so Jace keeps reading this. He heads to Nephelia, which again is that port town, port Providence. Yeah. And as he's about to enter the town, he start he comes across this woman who's ranting. <laughs> and she's just like, there's angels and the flood walls are broken. And it's there's nothing that's like the burden of knowing and asking questions is too much. Hmm. And Jace being there's Jace, shadows over in a strat. Like pretty much Jace being Jace jumps into her mind to find out what's going on. Like rather than talk to this woman, he's like, I'm just going to rip the information on your head. Yeah, that's not cool either. Um, you should you should you should always get consent before mind melding with people. Right. And I have no idea what the inside of a head a mind looks like. <clears throat> oh, I do. <laughs> well, I know what the nightmare horror mind is. Uh, but he's in this stark white domed room with no doors, no windows, nothing. Mm-hmm. But out of the corner of his eye, he can see a mass of nothing. That's how he describes it. Like, there's something there, but he can't see it. And he can feel it, though. And is it a blind eternities? It, it behaves as such. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's suddenly like starts growing jace is like a panic response and creates duplicates of himself mm. like illusionary is in this woman's mind to try and like hold it back or do something yeah and this thing hits the wall and it shatters it and there's all these eyes looking up at this invisible thing you and right then jace snaps back to his body i would yeah like <laughs> like this lady's mind palace is a freak show <laughs> right he's just like no i want that i'm, I'm gone um he wakes up and he's curled up on the ground. The woman is like curled up on the ground. And then when they just apologize, he just like fucks off. Hmm. Just like leaves her rambling to herself walking down the path. I Sorry for invading your mind palace and breaking it open with Eldritch Horror and eyeballs. It, like, 
every time I read about this guy, I'm like, dude, you were doing the like 10% more polite. That's like, all you need. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just, just hey, what are you talking about? That's all one sentence. Hey, what are you talking about? He just like I think it and I will give him credit for this. He he is blue aligned. So he's got like no morality. He just cares about information. Yeah. So like he's living true to that. I'll give him that. But at the same time, this is a guy who is part of a team that is known for helping and protecting people. PR is, should be your first move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing the gay watch was lacking was a publicist. Yeah. Like legitimately. <laughs> um, so he keeps down on the paths like, I'll leave the crazy woman alone. She's fine. I just broke her mind. It's cool. Yeah. yeah nothing uh, ominous about anything that just occurred. Right. And he goes to down to the flood wall which is as the name implies it's a giant wall to keep to break a flood if it goes to hit it's basically like a tide break okay um and he finds a ring of these giant cryptoliths there pointing to the center and this is what's known as the drowning arc it's a small reef it's full of crashed ships or what happens is when a captain dies he gets put on his boat all his possessions are put there and they drag it out to the drowning yard this is like so Cthulhu-y. <laughs> yeah, it gets way worse. Um, he gets there and it's surrounded by hordes of zombies. Hmm. And flying overhead are a bunch of angels. Great. Right. So zombies, not good. Angels. angels, not good. No. Something there is moving the tides that is invisible, has no mass, yet still has a gravitational pull. Hmm. Um, Again, he touches one of the cryptolifts. It's still live with magic. It still pops him. And he's like, oh, shit. Why did I do that? Because he's Jace. Yep. <laughs> uh, he summons illusionary duplicates, but one of them is Liliana. And she's just like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? And this is how he talks to himself. Like, this is how he works oh, out like he, summon, he summons illusions of other people. and then To, like, bounce talks. ideas around. That would be handy. Right. So I will give him credit for that. But, like, he does it. And she just, like they're all just yelling at each other about what to do, but he doesn't have like any input. Yeah. And then one of them just kind of like walks off to the center of this thing. Again, it's an illusion. No one can see it. And it just walks until it's swallowed by the waves just staring up. Hmm. And then he remembers that Liliana told him like, be careful of the angels. Yeah. So he's like, I got to go talk to Liliana. Something's going on. And this is when Jay starts to mentally collapse. Okay. Um, we'll, Leave him alone, and we'll get back to him later when he gets back to Liliana. Yeah. That's a whole thing. But while he's trekking all over Innistrad, Soren is actually doing some shit. Oh. Uh, Soren is screwing more things up. He's actually trying to fix his mistakes here. Yeah. Okay. And he's actually succeeding in what he's trying to do. So. I, I, I Again, I have an eyebrow raised. I'm right. doubtful. <laughs> uh, at the beginning, I told you about the Voldarens. They're one of the other vampire clans. Yeah, the ones that uh, fly, right? Right. Yep, yep. Uh, no, these are the ones known for their shape changing. Oh, okay, okay. But the, all they do is fly. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, so he arrives in the state, and their, their matriarch is Olivia Voldaren. Did you ever see... Excuse me. Did you ever see um, Tim Burton's remake of Alice in Wonderland? Uh, no. Okay. As a matter of fact. Well, if you get the chance, look up Olivia Voldaren. Yeah. She looks like the Red Queen from Alice in Wonderland, but taller and dressed in gothic clothing. And. It, oh, yeah. She's got mad off of this head energy. Yeah. Um. So he enters this party she's throwing. And he being Soren is a dick right off the bat. 
And he's like, oh, I'm sorry I'm interrupting this party. Oh, did you throw this in my absence? Oh, it's well. not even that. He's uh, just like, he knows he's not welcome. <laughs> uh, creating Avacyn, branding him as a heretic. Like, not even other angels, will, not even other vampires will deal with him. Yeah. Because. I mean, I wouldn't want to deal with Soren either. <laughs> I, yeah, but this is more like, oh, religious than anything. No, okay. And so he's like, sorry for the interruption, but I need to speak to Olivia. Again, this is all sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, yeah. She comes down, takes off her mask, and they're having like a masquerade party. She just chucks it off. And she's floating in the air. Hmm. She not, I don't think she ever touches the ground. Like in I all mean, the stories. If you could fly, would you? Right. <laughs> but she but I imagine she's hovering like this. Like, <laughs> like in like flapping in the lands. Yeah. Um so she's like, Oh, it's the Lord of Innistrad. Welcome. Now please leave. And gets like these guards to attack him. Hmm. And so there's six of them, and I love that Soren takes out five of them uh, with Slash of his sword, just hits them, and they start bleeding, like, necrotic energy. Okay. And the last one, like, pulls a knife, and Soren just goes, I'm done, and clenches his fist and destroys him. No. Like, reduces him to powder. <laughs> no, good. Um, so it's just Soren like, is, I mean, he's very powerful against the living, it seems, from... Anything that is blood coursing through it, even a vampire, he can take on no problem. Yeah. He can even take on minor Eldrazi without an issue. Yeah, he kills, uh, like, in the beginning of Zendikar, he kills, like, 200. Right. The problem is you need to be able to kill... You need to kill an Eldrazi with something created from magic that doesn't have magic in itself. So, like a huge fire or create an ice pillar to drop on them. That's the only hmm. way to harm them. Interesting. Because anything else with mana, they just eat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so he uses blood magic, reduces this guy to ash. And now Olivia's like, okay, now you have my attention. You killed six of my guards. The fuck you want? We're having a party here. Yeah, this, not gonna punch for you. <laughs> this was a fun event until you showed up. Right. And she kind of like plays with him a bit. And she goes, come on, we'll, we'll talk in my study. But she takes the long way mm -hmm. just so she can show Soren a room where a bunch of vampires are eating a still alive human. Oh. Just to mess with them. Fun. Like, it, but I don't think that would rattle Soren. It does. Because oh, really? like deep down, as much of a dick as he is, he actually does care about human life. Really? That's why he helped trap the Eldrazi. That's why he created Avacyn. Yeah. He does care, but he does it in the worst ways. Yeah. yeah okay. Um. So... They get there, and this is when we find out the toll that it cost Soren to create Avacyn. Okay. Um, so we get a flashback of, like, again, he is slumped somewhere half dead for thousands of years, and he, like, can't rouse himself. Uh, he asks Olivia for a favor, and she goes, I'll grant you whatever you need, but it's going to come at a price. Okay. And that's where it cuts out. <laughs> uh <sighs> As a quick side note, I don't want to talk about the Voldaren family, just to get a uh, little insight on how sadistic they are. Yeah, you mentioned they were uh, sadistic in episode one. Yeah, and this is uh, this is a direct quote. Um, so every once, once in a while, I think it's once a year, they throw a party called the Court of the Vampire King or Queen. Mm -hmm. It's a disturbing three-day holiday invented by Olivia herself. A human is identified, kidnapped, and brought to the large vampire state or castle where they serve as king or queen of the vampires. Uh, for the duration of the event, so all three days. Mm -hmm. The Ma King Queen, King or Queen, is always terrified, of course. They were just kidnapped by vampires. Yeah, right. And they're sort of the best food, the best drink. They can give any order, and the vampires will follow it. The only thing they can't do is abdicate. 
Uh, then, at the end of three days, they're killed and everyone eats them. Hmm. Yes. I mean, that's essentially like vampire Wagyu beef. It, right. They're just like, mmm. <laughs> let's, 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 mar- let, let's marinate him. Yeah. It, and this is what they do like once a year. They're I can also still think of worse ways to go. <clears throat> if I wasn't still alive being munched on... Yeah, I guess um, I wouldn't want to be eaten alive. Right. I mean, if someone's like, listen, you get three days, you can give any order. Hell, you can have an orgy if you want. We don't care. But we're going to kill you at the end of it. I'd be like, all right, how am I going to die? You're going to cut my head off? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Uh, there's, well, there's I mean, no other way out for you. Yeah, right. If I'm going to die anyway, that's not the worst way to go. Exactly. Um, now we return to Jace's long journey. Hmm. And he's back at um, Liliana's doorstep. Which I'm actually happy with because I really like her in this story. Yeah. Not this story, but like this arc. She's awesome on Innistrad. And he. That sounds like she's the only person that makes any sense. So she far. is the only one who makes a difference later on. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the geography of Innistrad is very weird because it describes each area as its own providence. Yeah. But he gets from Liliana's castle to Markov Manor to the Drown Yard. On like 36 hours, which if this is a country and there's no public transportation and he's walking everywhere, that just doesn't make sense to me. Unless this thing is like tiny, really small. (laughs) Yeah. But it doesn't seem to be because if that was the case, the vampires would have wiped everyone out long ago. Yeah, right. It could just be that each provenance is like really separated from each other and he's just planes walking between them. Yeah, that could be. Um, yep. I know uh, it doesn't <clears throat> come up much, but like some planeswalkers can planeswalk on the same plane. Right. It just is draining. So maybe he's planeswalking um, yeah. with the exception of my girl, the Wanderer, right. who uh, can planeswalk on planes easily, but also <laughs> uncontrollably. Oh, yeah. Also uncontrollably. Um, so like Jace kind of comes back, but he's kind of losing it a little bit. Like his mind is fracturing. Yeah. And well, probably because because of the events of that um, invading the mind of that crazy lady. Right. Whatever was in her got to him. And Liliana notices something's off right away and she instantly drops the banner. She's concerned for him. Drops the banner? Banter. Oh, banter. Yeah. It's none of the playful. She's like, Jace, are you okay? Like something's fucked up with you. We need to get you some help. Yeah. And he just keeps pushing her off. He's pushing her off. And he's like, no, I can handle it. I got this. And it, yeah, I'm it, Jace Balleron. Right. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> but again, his mind is fracturing mostly because of what he does to himself and what ha- has ever infected him. Yeah. So he's losing it. Liliana's is trying to get him help. And he eventually is just like, what are you doing with the angels? I know you're controlling the angels. Like, Jace, I'm not touching the angels. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. Jace, I'm a necromancer. Right. Well, <laughs> she does have the power to like infect people. Oh, OK. Um, but angels are a whole other thing. We'll get to them later. She eventually is like, you need to stop and rest. I will not let you leave. To the dungeon with you. She tries and he just leaves. Like, he just walks off. Um, And he's like, if you're not going to help me, I'm just going to go to Thraven. I'm going to find out what's going on. Because that's where the Church of Avacyn is and the angels keep coming up. So I'm going to go there. Yeah. Um, Might be worth investigating what's going on with the angels. Right. And honestly, this part is the perfect snapshot of why I hate Jace. (laughs) He's really well, well read, but he never does the smart thing. He's powerful, but he only uses it for like mental tricks. Yeah. It's like, 
huh, got your nose. It's like, dude, you can wipe out the minds of anyone. Like, hey, no, hey, you should not um, take the the gotcha nose lately. Uh, right. <laughs> there's a series online by Crypt TV called The Gotcha Man. <laughs> and it's literally like a, a guy comes with the doorbell, rings it, steals a kid's nose. Like, actually? <laughs> what kind of SCP crap is this? Yeah, and then he like runs off giggling as he throws the bag of nose in a bag of noses. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got nothing. A, yeah, it's a it's a fun series. If anyone likes horror like I do, horror, <laughs> uh, the uh, Crypt TV's got some funny stuff that's pretty decent. Anyway, <laughs> no, and like from someone who and like Jace, whenever he doesn't want to remember something, rather than live with the trauma and grow because of it, he just he, forgets. He it. erases it from his mind. Hmm. And as someone who has uncontrollable memory gaps, yeah, that infuriates me to no end. Yeah, you wouldn't want to do that, right? I mean, like I don't know, because uh, just like I, we are the result of our accumulated experience. Exactly. Like even even doing this podcast, like all the weird, goofy shit that I've done. You know, all kind of coalesced where it's like, okay, like the time, you know, when I was photoshopping as a kid, I like that helped make the logo. Right. Audio production for like voice acting stuff, like that's helping with the audio production. You're, and uh, I mean, I learned how to research shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That got beaten into me in third grade. I mean, <laughs> I did not like to read. And then I got an amazing teacher who basically was like, if you don't read, you're going to fail. And, and, uh, and now I love reading. I yeah, love right. researching. Yeah, you and I, above uh, all the people I know, read the most. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, it just seems like a bad idea to carve out pieces of memory. Like, right. even if it's bad or traumatic, I think you should keep it and just learn to deal with it. Because you grow from it. Exactly, yeah. Um, it just, it pisses me off he does that. So he leaves. Liliana, we actually get a little peek into her life now. And... So she's got this artifact called the Chain Veil, and it makes ne uh, necromancy smells really strong. Like every time you use okay. it, it makes them stronger and stronger. But if you use it too much, you eventually become the vessel for a ogre spirit. No. Oh. Because it's using that to, as a way to revive itself. Oh. Um, so Liliana, she actually can't physically let go of the thing. It has to be on her person. Like there is a scene where she picks it up and tries to drop it and her hand won't open. It oh. will not get, let go. Okay. Um, so she's dealing with that and it's like draining her just to keep the effects at bay. And while that's going on, someone named uh, the Raven Man appears <laughs> and he's a really powerful sorcerer. But and he steals her nose. <laughs> <laughs> but she's uh, she's the only one who can see him or hear him. Oh, that's not good. Right. He's physically there or can talk in her ear, but no one else can see him. Oh, God. That, that's my, like, actual nightmare. Um, I listened to this one podcast a while back about a woman who developed, like, in her 30s, immediate heavy schizophrenia. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, well, that, there, there would what, be, like, beautiful mind. Uh, I don't remember. Um, it's a, and she found out she had like a thyroid problem and solved yeah. it. But like she had to deal with these hallucinations where there'd just be like creepy men like leering at her and like paralysis demons in her room and shit. There's I don't know why I'm pointing at your cat. <laughs> but like that's that's my fear is that just one day I wake up and suddenly I'm hallucinating and shit like that. I, I'm fully expecting that with the damage my brain has suffered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I've got a plan. If um if Gun. I do wake up. No. <laughs> Uh, if I do wake one up, uh, 
if I do wake up and there is a like weird shadow creature, first take a photo of it, send it to somebody, say, hey, is there something here? <laughs> and if the answer is no, then it's like, okay, either I'm crazy or this thing. If I get a text from you at three in the morning of you taking a random picture of the corner of your room and you're like, hey, is there something here? Whether or not there is something, you're getting a response from me that says no. Uh, oh, thank you. Cool. <laughs> no, thank I'm, you for, I guess I won't send my <laughs> sanity verification let, text to you. Let's be honest, our group of friends is a lot of fucking um, idiots. Yeah. No, if you get that text from me, uh, call a hospital. <laughs> get me to a hospital because I have either lost my mind or I'm being haunted. <laughs> uh, so, Raven Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's one of those characters I try to look into him. And I got more lore on him in one Wikipedia article okay. than I did all of Soren and Innistrike of Mind. Hmm. So I'm like, I'm just going to circle back to him another time. Okay. Just know that he is a voice in Liana's ear, always tempting her to, to use, use more the, power. To use the artifact. No, he's oh, like okay. full on like, you could be stronger. You can be so much stronger. You need hmm. to get stronger. Like, he is really tempting her to do some shit. Okay, well, but if he's trying to get her stronger, there's probably a reason for it, right? He wants to use her for something. Yeah. Uh, probably not a good thing. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe. It could be nice. <sighs> just... No, it's not. He's an evil sorcerer. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Again, I didn't want to talk about him, but like, <laughs> I I read him his like first article, and there were so many hyperlinks. Oh, yeah. And like stuff I had to research. I was like, I'm just no. So he's like a Tezzer character where he's in a lot of. Uh... He's more like Nico Bolas level. Oh, okay. Okay. He is far more connected. Um, just because he's got like a long history, he's been involved with a lot of stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um. Jace has left Liliana. Soren is with the Voldarens. Okay, so Jay, she wasn't able to like detain Jace. No, okay. he, he leaves. Um, it's more like he doesn't like resist. She doesn't like stop him from leaving, but he infuriates her so much. She's like, "Fine, go. I don't care." Yeah, I tried um, to help you, and I talked twice now, and yeah. you're like, "No, nah, I'm gonna, he, I'm gonna keep Jason around." He does do this weird thing, and it's kind of like this really sad, desperate, "Do you still love me?" thing. <laughs> Where like as like as they're talking, he's like, "Would you be sad if I died?" Nah. And like, dude, that is the most simp shit. <laughs> um, William is like, "Well, I feel bad about it, like a dog, like if my dog died, because <laughs> she's just messing with him." Oh well, yeah. And so like that gives him the information. Like, all right, I'm done with you. Bye. Um, I'm guessing their relationship is fairly toxic too. You know. Well, the only reason we got into one was she was using him. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Lilian has done. A lot of things she's done, she's done for the worst way, but for the good reason. Okay. Like, even her pursuit of power was to try and help her brother. Okay. So, like, she's the inverse of every other character. She does shitty things, but for the right reasons. Okay. Um, also, though, she has the arrogance to back it up. She's over 200 years old at this point. Yeah. Um, so, Jace leaves. He's going to head to Thraben. Um, Thraben. Soren is dealing with the evil Darrens. And we actually have to step, take a step back in time a little bit. And so we touch off on Thalia, who was one of the bishops who saw Avison get chained up and thrown in the hell vault. Mm. Mind you, only like a year has passed since Avison's been freed. Like no time at all. No. Um, so she is sort of like, she's what's known as the guardian of Thraven, mm. which is sort of like their head Thraven. of police. And she makes all decisions for like, all right, where do the guards go? Stuff like that. And she brings in uh, one of her friends, Odric. And he's the Lunarch Marshal. And he's sort of like- Eldric? Odric. Odric, okay. And he's sort of like the political head. He'd be the one to deal with the government. So like, hmm. she leads the troops. She He deals with the politicians. No. Oh. 
Um, and she tells him, like, hey, the angels are killing people. And he's like, they must have been monsters. There's no yeah. reason for them to kill people. And I, I knew when you said, like, he's the political guy that I'm right. like, I don't like this guy already. He's actually kind of <sighs> badass. I like him. And he comes yeah. up in the festival, too. Oh, good. OK. Um, that darn festival. I know. It's <laughs> just out of my grasp. Um, and she sees all this and is like, the angels, Avicen herself is killing people. That doesn't make her any better than a demon. And he immediately exiles her from the town. No, of course he does. Um, he gets hit one of his Why second commands. Why listen to the people who make sense? Right. <laughs> he gets one of his second commands to a square out. Greta, I think her name is. Greta? Uh, yeah, I think there was a card called Greta. Yeah. Um, to banish her from the town. She gets her a horse and Thalia leaves. So now we're back at the start of... Uh, after Machias dies, the old Lunarch, the, the Pope figure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his successor, Macher, was the guy who pissed himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He also dies, but it doesn't say why. I'm guessing suicide. Um, On Innistrad, I'm going to go with old age. No. Peacefully in his sleep. <laughs> right. The blessed sleep. Um, yeah. oh, what are, oh, the disturbed sleep. Mm. Um, oh, wow. So after he dies, the leaders of the town are like listen we can't keep having our leaders die let's just form a council to take care of everything so it's easier to replace one member out of 30 yeah, than one to, guy every time we live on a plane where people die often randomly and very violently so we need right. to, <laughs> we need more than one leader now this part of the story takes place during avison's uh like her rage quit basically like the rot is spreading and thali comes back in and she goes, listen, uh, one of your members, the head of the council, he's working with a demon cult. He's working with um, the demon Skurdag. <laughs> yeah, I know. Weird names. And that cult <laughs> is now taken over by the demon Orndal. If you remember, was the one who possessed Miss Palter in last episode. Uh, yes. Yeah. Right. So... Who was killed by Arlen. Right. Okay. And this cult used to worship Grizzlebrand, who mm. we know what happened to him. Um, yeah, actually, when the prison broke, where did he go? He tried to run. Liliana tracked oh, him down yeah, and, and immediately <coughs> snuffed him out. Murked him, okay. Um, so she goes, listen, I have proof. I got this letter. It's got his seal on it that says he's bringing forces in for the cult. Grizz oh, okay, okay. Uh, the, 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 council the council members, members yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, but she didn't know is everyone on the council was now part of this cult. Oh, great. Like enough of them were that it didn't make a difference. Yeah. They had a majority. Right. They immediately go like, you're telling lies. You've already been branded a Harris, uh, heretic mm -hmm. throw in prison. We're just going to execute you. Cause we can't deal with this shit. Uh, which unfortunately for a religious fanatic mentality, that's nothing new. Yeah. She gets chucked in the dungeon immediately. Odric is like, yeah, we gotta get you out of here. Yeah. Comes in, rescues her. They fight their way out of the town. And, they go to this old worn down church and there's a bunch of Cathars there, like the, the warrior priests. Yeah, yeah. And Thalia finally convinces Odric that like, listen, the angels are doing some shit. We need, yeah. to, we need a force here. And reveals she's actually being possessed willingly by um, a man called Saint Traft. Okay. And he was a warrior like years ago, died... Like when Avison first started to like do her stuff and like started to rally people. Mm. And he was such a problem to the demons that they actually had to like trap him to kill him. 
because he was just messing up the demon kind. That's like how efficient he was. So he was willingly possessing Thalia and they tell everyone like, listen, we are going to start fighting the angels now. Yeah. And this is our time. I also just um, put this together uh, because I I mentioned Lovecraft a couple times. Yeah. And this is very auditory. And I just wonder if maybe because it's called Shadows over Innistrad, right? Yeah. Shadows over Innsmouth. I wonder if that's where that name came from. Yes and no. Okay. Um, I think we're actually at the actual shadows part. Oh, okay. Uh, we have two more stories, actually. Okay. Um, so this next one is Stories and Endings by Nick Davidson. Okay. And now we actually switch to Tamio's uh, presence. Okay. So just as a timeline, Jace is talking to Liliana. He leaves to go to Thraben. Thraben. Um, Soren is at the Voldarens trying to amass an army. And Thalia is in the woods with Odric and Greta forming a resistance movement. Okay. So while that's all going on, uh, Tamiel is slipped into the city. And we actually get a really nice insight insight into her mind and how it works. Yeah. Because she's not a human. She's a moon folk. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't walk. She, like, hovers around. Yep. yep. Again, like uh, the... Voldarens. Yeah, well, because uh, the moon folk, all of them can fly. We learned right. that during Kamigawa. Yeah. She is musing on the merits of tiptoeing, <laughs> even though she her feet don't touch the ground. And it's just a weird, like, oh, I'm infiltrating this really secure, heavily guarded church. I should tiptoe as I fly. Like, it's just a, I love it. Her feet must, like, she must have the weeniest legs if she never walks. All of them. <laughs> like, if you're, again, the Voldarens, they don't touch the ground. Yeah, right. Like, you'd have, like, the most, like, toothpick legs <laughs> ever. You'd look like a sack of potatoes with two two sticks hanging off of it. <laughs> uh, now, I think we touched off on this in your episode with Tamio's Magic, where when she reads a scroll, she gets an aspect of the story <clears throat> that's written in yep, it. Yep, yep. So she's trying to infiltrate this place, realizes it's too heavily guarded. She can't just, like, fly in. So she reads a scroll that allows her to deceive people as long as she doesn't lie. Oh. Um, it's a story about a lesser demon stealing from a greater demon. Um, and she reads a story. So anyone who sees her will see her something that belongs, like another cathar, a vase, a a candlestick, whatever. <clears throat> That's very, um, very fey to yes. be able to deceive without lying. Because exactly. the fey often cannot lie. So she, she's blue aligned, which when I think of fairies, I think of the color blue. Yeah. Um, she slips in and she's like, yeah, cool. Everything's good. We learn that she's carrying 32 stories with her. So 32 scrolls, mm. uh, three of which are bound in iron bands. Okay. And these are forbidden. They're like overly, po- these are like, Planet-destroying the, stories. Yeah, they're the so. Shadow Clone Jutsu of Tamiya scrolls. They're worse. They're These are I-can-destroy-a-planet-with-a-snap-of-my-fingers kind of scroll. Hmm, okay. She, good for you, Tamiya. Yeah, I mean, good for her. <laughs> and it also makes a very point that these are scrolls, not books. Like, it mentions it, like, four times. Yeah. She slips in, uh, gets to the main library, because she's blue. Obviously, she wants to learn. Mm. And she finds Jace there. Oh, great. And he's still out of his mind. He's rambling to himself. He didn't slip in. He knocked out the guards on the outside of the library. He's just gone. The he's talking so like erratically. Tammy was like, "I should just, I should just leave. Mm-hmm. Like, this is another planeswalker. There's no point in me interacting with him. It will just 
the planeswalkers are trouble. That's her mentality. Well, and, and we touched off on this too. With Tamio, her mindset is a chronicler. Right. So she doesn't really want to get involved on other planes. Yeah. She the only reason she gets involved in Kamigawa is because that's her home plane. But uh she views herself as like a neutral force. Exactly. She she's a watcher. She doesn't do anything. No. Yep. She extends the first spell around them, so he's hidden as well. And then reads another scroll scroll about um these artificial robots, these robots that like learn how to reboot their own mind okay. to like clear bad information. Huh. So she reads that and it resets Chase's mind. Oh, cool. So it takes the corruption away. It clears him out. He's like, he's back to, he's as Jace as he's going to She gives him get. a brain enema. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining vomiting water. <laughs> um, so Jace like snaps out of it. He's like, oh, oh, I'm no longer crazy. Hmm. This is nice. <laughs> and immediately like get tries to give the journal back to Tamio. And weirdly enough, she doesn't want it. She's like, no, you keep it. I don't hmm. I don't care. Um, and tells him to leave the plane. Like, you're interfering with my work here. I'm here to record. You being here is interfering with that. And another problem is he's an extremely powerful telepath, and she realizes this. Yeah. But because if he loses control again and starts using his magic, whoop, whoop, then sorry, there you go. Starts using magic, he could wipe out the minds of everyone on the plane, and she can't have that. That's too much destruction. Yeah. Jace again fuses. Is like, listen, um, something's going on. Why don't I bring in Gatewatch and we can deal with Avacyn together? So she has this great response to him, and this is a quote that it's a. It's a whole paragraph of her just dressing him down. Oh, yeah. And I have to read it. Go for um, it. Literally starts off like a Game of Thrones. She goes, you know nothing, Jace. You suspect, you theorize, you have evidence, but it's far from conclusive. How much do you really know about Avison, her purpose? You have no idea what would happen if Avison were destroyed. She wards the entire plane. Have you ever heard of a plane-bound being interacting in such a way with the multiverse? Hmm. Okay. I will tell you this is this plainly, Jace. You know less than you are ignorant of, and I'm not here to fix this world's problems. I'm here to understand it, to chronicle it, to know the truth of it, and to record the truth for all time. But this plane is likely doomed, and I have no intention of stopping it. Yeah. Uh, it is sad, perhaps, to lose a thing of beauty, but like the blossom of an orchid in springtime is a temporary beauty. It is just one plane among countless others. Planes are lost and re- renewed all the time. Your premises are flawed. Hmm. So she literally just like in the most Tamio way, <laughs> utterly destroys Jace trying to save this plane. Yeah. Um, hmm. And Jace comes back and like, yeah, but these people are going to die if we don't do something. Yeah. And <laughs> she's like, I don't care. And he goes, yes, but if they die. You can't comp- complete your research. And she's like, all right, cool, I'm in. <laughs> like, instantly. And yeah. she's like, all right, cool, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I hadn't considered that angle. The guy I just told is too ignorant to right. come up with this angle. <laughs> um, so she, they come up with a kind of rudimentary plan. Her psychic abilities are a lot more even than Jace's. So she can act as a mental anchor. Yeah. And his thing is he's going to invade Avison's mind find out what's going on, and then she can pull him back. This sounds like a terrible idea. This sounds like a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> like you went into one crazy lady's head and got corrupted. You're going to the head crazy lady. Yeah. And to kind of like bridge the gap so they're more trusting of each other, 
uh, they kind of like Vulcan mind meld. Okay. So Tamiel looks into Jason's mind and sees that like, yeah, he is really powerful and he's really erratic and he's kind of stupid <sighs> and he's done some really bad things. Mm-hmm. But it's always in the pursuit of yeah. doing the right thing. He, he means well. Exactly. Um, so as soon as they're done done doing that, um, Avison busts in. She shatters the main cathedral window, which is an image of herself, and starts to attack him. Tamio uh, is like just like floating around, dodging it like it's nothing, like a balloon yeah. in the wind. Yep, yep. Reads another scroll that gives her ice and blizzard abilities. Okay. And she's trying to freeze her, which does work to a certain effect. She gets her wing, she falls, and Avison, uh, I'm sorry, Jace puts Avison to sleep. <clears throat> and doing this, Jace gets a look inside her head. Mm-hmm. And this is where we really learn that Avison isn't acting on her own. We got kind of got a hit. Yeah. But it's confirmed that something is affecting her. Yeah. And even though she's still slaughtering people, she is still shielding the plane from something. Hmm. Like her magic is strong enough that even as corrupted, even as broken as she is, she is still forming a barrier <clears throat> around Innistrad mm-hmm. to protect it from outside forces. Hmm. Like it, like it's a, something she cannot stop doing. It's basically the um, opposite of Kamigawa, which had a weakened barrier. Innistrad is more isolated in that way. It's it's a normal plane, but Avison acts as like a second covering over to protect it. Yeah. Okay. Um, like a pot lid. <laughs> pretty much, and. As soon as he finds that out, Avison breaks the control, puts her hand on Jace's chest, and starts to burn him. Mm. And Jace starts begging for help and is like, Tammy, I know it's in those three those three scrolls that you don't use. Can, can we use them? And she's like, no, I'm just going to let you die. And that's where the story ends. <laughs> really? Yeah. Tammy was cold. Um, is this this is pre-Kamigawa or post-Kamigawa? Pre-Kamigawa. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Because Tammy gets completed. This is her completed. first chronological Yeah, because Tammy gets completed at the end of Kamigawa. That's right, so. Poor <clears throat> bastard. And now, now we have the ultimate reunion. The what? The ultimate reunion. Okay. Um, Zoran, so, Zoran, Ujin, and what's-her-face? This is Zori. I am Avison. It's by Doug Byer. And Jay starts to like beg for his life. He's like, please use the scroll. I don't want to die. And he's like, Avison, you don't have to do this. You're still a protector. You're still doing something to help these people. Yeah. Just, you know, get to help me. But whenever T- Avison looks at him, she, and I just want to make sure I got this right. Um, she sees worms crawling out of his mouth and there's like tendrils under his skin wiggling. The rot. That's what Avison sees looking at Jace. Then when she looks at Tamio, she sees she doesn't have eyes, but like black hair growing out of them. Ugh. And her ears are like long and pointed and demonic looking. So like this Ooh. is all that Avison can see are these two mutant, these two monsters that need to be put down. Yeah. Um. So Tamio starts begging. Avison just blasts her away with magic. And... The window on the rooftop breaks because Soren drops it. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a you could call it a planeswalker party. <laughs> it is a yes, it is. Um, and she he's even like you got to stop. I created you. Stop. Yeah, and, and that doesn't work. That because she sees him and just sees like a leech mouth like with suckers Ugh. filled with teeth and like sees him as a monster too because he's a vampire. Like yeah, it kind of makes sense. Well, but she's also his dad, right? Um, hey, uh, 
He's sorry. That, that's not he's her dad. <laughs> he is her dad as well. Yeah. And weirdly enough, he doesn't like tell her to like, hey, just back down. He's like, come with me to the basement. I can fix you. Everything's gonna be fine. Just come with me to the basement. Okay. Um, and she's she keeps refusing, and he goes, listen, I don't know what problem you have with Jace or Tammy. He doesn't know their names. Like, I don't know what these two are doing that are causing you to attack them. But if it will make you feel better, I'll let you kill him first and then we can go to the basement. Mm. So he's offering up these two planeswalkers and she refuses. Um, and she can't. She's still holding Jay. She's like hasn't killed him yet, but she's got him ready to. Yeah. And a dozen angels come in and Soren just starts shredding them. They're, <laughs> they're all under her control. Yeah. And she's telling him, hey, attack Soren. Is Soren stronger than Navison? Because, I mean, he created her, so I guess he would have to be, right? Yeah. Which um, is pretty wild, considering how powerful Avison has been shown to be. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, our third podcast host is <laughs> demanding attention. Um, so, toast. these angels are going through them, and Avison actually... Sorry, actually, something happens first. The reason she calls the angels down is they're sitting up there watching. Avison goes to blast Soren with her magic, and mm. it, does, it just fizzles out. The spell that created her... <laughs> Also protects her from Soren's magic. Really? Uh, oh. Sorry, the spell that created her also protects Soren from her magic, and so that's why she summons the angels and they all attack him. And she, he starts to tell, her, like, "Listen, you can't hurt me because I created you. You're part of me." Soren tells us. Sorry. Soren telling this to Abbas. Sorry, French toast was uh, distracting yeah. me a little. <laughs> our third, our third host. Our third host. Um, Scott's cut. And it starts to get through to her because he's like, "I created you. I'm, you know, don't resist this." And she starts flickering back and forth in her head. So she goes, "I am Avison. I am here to protect." But, and then she starts imagining like all the deaths she's done. Mm-hmm. She goes, "I, villages burning, have innocent slain, not a mother crying over a child," which is. Kels and Mikhail, <clears throat> but I have not protected is the message that gets through. And it's enough that she starts like snap out of it. Yeah. And then whatever's affecting her hits her twice as hard and she's back in. Oh, great. Um, it gets to the point that she doesn't see Soren as a monster anymore, but she also like is like, I hate you for creating me. You're the reason I have this flaw in the first place. Hmm. Uh, she starts actually summoning power from the moon, which she is. That's her whole thing is the moon motif. And this is when the angels like start attacking again. Again, cuts through them like they're butter. So yeah. just kills them all. The last one he kills in the best way. All the other ones he just like cuts to ribbons, kills with necrotic magic. This last one, he just grabs, looks her dead in the eye and throws her out the window. It's like into the ocean. That's all he does. Into the sea with you. Um, and now it's down to Soren Avison, and they're just beating the shit out of each yeah, other. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, Soren Avison, and they're just beating the shit out of each other. Because now she's seen him as a monster. Uh, that whatever's been affecting her has doubled its, in, its rate of infection, mm-hmm. and she, he can't get through it anymore. Rate and strength. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because she no longer sees him as a human or her creator, she can harm him. So she starts like taking chunks out of him. Oh. Uh, Soren gets to the point where he's like, screw this. I'm just going to end you. Yeah. Uh, gets behind her, starts like draw out her blood. 
And when she's weakened enough, slams her through the church floor. To the basement. Into the basement. Okay. And this is where we find where, this is where Soren had been slumped over for like 400 years, for like oh. 4,000 years. Oh, okay. The basement of right. this church. Um, Which, um, where, where are they at right now? They're in the- uh, Church of Avicen in Thraven. Oh, okay. Thraven. So this is like the main church. Like, okay. He went there before the church founded, created a basement, and then created an angel there. Okay. Um, when they get there, they know, Avison notices a burn mark in the shape of an angel mm. and realizes this is where she was born. Yeah. And Soren kind of like softens up here because she's like, I'm flawed. You can never make another one of me. Um, I'm the greatest thing ever. And Soren's like, yeah, I can't make another one of you because there's only one you. Just like I can make another Hell Vault, there's only one Hell Vault. Yeah. And she calls herself her daughter, but kind of like in a her, his daughter in a biting way, like, yeah. oh, you know, well, I'm just your daughter or something like that. Hmm. And he's like, okay. And he says, what cannot be destroyed must be bound. Oh. Grabbing his sword, he recites the spell that created her backwards and she dies. <laughs> It's like that family joke where you say Alex Trebek's name backwards and uh, oh. what was well, it? no, that's from something. Alex Trebek, <clears throat> Kebert Zella, Kebert Zella. Yeah, yeah, that's from my guy. No, no, but like that—that's um, Jeopardy. No, no, I know that, but the, like that is a thing from Superman. Is that from Superman? Oh yeah, yeah okay. General Zod. That's how they get him back in the Phantom Zone. I think. Oh my god, dork. <laughs> I uh, yeah. Why was that information so like ready in your? Head? I don't. I've been watching a lot of DC stuff. Um, so she burns away. <laughs> To Ash. So she's dead. She, Avison's dead. He's done makes her. Holy shit. And so Jason and Tamio are watching this fight. They have destroyed this church from the inside. Soren just kind of like pulls himself out of this hole and just walks away. And he's like, I got to get ready for whatever's coming. Yeah. And. Yeah, because there is some, I mean, they learned nothing here. Is, right. Is what I'm gathering. Because like, they still don't know what infected Avison. Um and what the shadows are over Innistrad. As uh, as Soren leaves, like I gotta get ready. Something's coming. Jason's like, "What did what did you just do? This isn't okay. What did what should did you just do?" And as he's yelling at uh, Soren, the sky starts to rumble, and the it cuts sky, out. the sky, <laughs> and then it cuts out. That's never a good sign when the skies are rumbling. Yep, and that's shadows over Innistrad. Oh my god, uh, what a what a cliffhanger. Hey. It gets so much fucked up in Eldritch Moon. Yeah. Ugh. I'm looking forward to it. I, I got to get to that damn festival. <laughs> That's the next arc because it goes Eldritch Moon, Midnight Hunt, which is where that happens. <clears throat> yeah. And then Crimson Vow, which is a wedding. No, oh. a vampire wedding. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> Crimson, Crimson Vow kind of sells it. Yeah. Well, that was fun. That um, was a long one. Sorry about that, everyone. No, nah, well, I mean, I'm sure some people will be happy about yeah. it. I know. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and like when I get an episode that's two hours long, I'm like, yes. So, well, two hours of time. Yeah. Um, I mean, so as always, we'll see you on the next plane. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, next week is going to be a break from Innistrad. We'll, we'll come back, of course, and yeah. finish the story, but um, we're going to do uh, start Zendikar. So next week is going to be uh, the Planeswalker Origins for the Gatewatch or the original Gatewatch because it changes throughout the years but it starts off with four members um so yeah so um we'll have two weeks of uh zendikar and then we'll be looping back to uh finish uh finish 
Innistrad. Um, and then at which point, once all the sets are done, uh, we've talked about this before, but yeah. we're going to release like a compilation episode um, where it's just all the parts together. It'll be like, you know, like one big eight hour block. Oh, God. <laughs> Innistrad's going to be like 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if, if you, you know, take time, let's do it and then jump back in at the end. So you'll get the compilation. Um, but yeah, uh, no, thanks for joining us and uh, see you on the next plane. Peace out.